This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Years ago, it was in the Korean house uh, right around the corner from Drago's. And I talked to the lady who ran it, and she was very, very excited about the idea. And we showed up with about, if I remember right, it was something like 25, 30 people which is a little less than what we usually do, but it was pretty good. Uh, the, uh, this restaurant specializes, is, specializes in Korean food, which we do not see very much around here. There's a little bit of it, but uh, not enough. It's a very, very interesting cuisine. There's nothing weird about it. You will never have seen some of the dishes that they put out, but everything is straight up the middle. Lots of beans, lots of vegetables, really a lot of vegetables, a lot of very well-done uh, sauces made primarily from stocks rather than from cream and eggs and all that. And uh, I was amazed at the number of people who were coming because I thought we would really have to fight even for 25 people. But at the end of it, a number of people walked up to me and said, you know something, I would never have tried this if I were just here on my, by myself or me and my husband uh, we wouldn't. We wouldn't even give that a, a second glance. We would get some stir-fried dish or something like that. But because we're doing it as a group, everybody is kind of in on it, and so we felt comfortable in getting it, and it was fantastic. Everybody felt that way, and so uh, you know, this is one of the things I set up at most of our dinners. I, I you know, if, again, I tell you, if you ever uh, sign up for one of our dinners, and you don't know. Uh, whether the, the, it's whether a certain dish or other is going to be there, or whether they can get something else instead, don't worry about it. We always uh, have have a few people like that. But give it a shot. Try new things. It's it makes everything more exciting. Uh, there's a, such a thing as stupid new things, but uh, I, I will warn you against those. I, I hate stupid new things more than just about anything. In terms of eating, this is the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Today is lasagna day, and if you, uh, you have a taste for lasagna, call me and tell me about it, 260-6368. If you have uh, something on your mind about anything else, ate anything great over the weekend, have something on the stove at home, whatever it is, call me, really, and you, why? I know it's an, interrupted, an interruption in your day, but it's not much of one. And, uh, you know, you, people can call me and get a lot, a lot of work done, at least from my perspective, in about a minute. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. And the benefit of it is that people who are listening to us out there love to get uh, to hear about restaurants that are really good, really new, and unheard of, good price. And I'll bet you know more than a couple of restaurants that fit that description. So if you do, call us and tell us what they are. Really, you're doing a great service for all the people who listen to us. And I know that's not your responsibility or anything like that, but it's just, you know, a nice thing to do. What, what are we living for except to enjoy ourselves, right? Uh, this is the kind of weather where at least what I would do and I will do is uh, I leave that little pencil-lead size 
stream of water come through the, the outside faucet that is farthest away from where the, wa- uh, where the water comes in. And then you sort of, not exactly, but you have a flow of water through your house, and that way you have very little chance of freezing up your, your pipes, which is not fun. I uh, had that happen to me once. Uh, when would that have been? About 1998, something like that. No, that's impossible. <laughs> Somewhere around there, 19, 1960. No, that can't be it either. Uh, anyhow, wherever this was, uh, I had two or three pipe bursts, and the the, uh, the heavy metal ones at that. It wasn't even the plastic ones. Uh, so uh, I think that, that bears uh, bears are looking at uh, for today, uh, for tonight. But you don't you don't have it running a whole lot, just a little bit. Uh, and, of course, dogs and cats are coming inside, and people are coming inside, or should be anyway. We, I passed over uh, underneath the Claiborne overpass next to the Superdome, and I couldn't believe the number of people who had tents set up in there. Oh, these are some of the things that need to change, but who knows how that's going to happen. It's the Food Show. We will come back with more of it in a moment, but first, please, this. Yeah, it's on Florida Street. Uh, corner of uh, Gerard, I think, or it might be one block over. Lafitte, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like, uh, it, as you mentioned, uh, uh, a former uh, r- r- kind of roadhouse doing hamburgers and frost hop and, and places like that. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you for the report. I haven't been there in ages, so now I'll have to try. Thank you. See ya. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, most of the people around there who uh, are the, on that same schedule, uh, they wound up going uh, up, the, up the street a little bit. There was another uh, really good uh, breakfast restaurant around there. Uh, and I, oh, the, it's, no, wait a minute. it's on the tip of my tongue. It's um, the, the, the Zapster. No, I, I'll never remember it. Uh, but uh, it's been too long since I was there. Uh, any breakfast places, anyone? Any any side of the lake? You just, anyone you want. 260-6368 is our telephone number. Call right now. You'll get right in. I can't imagine a reason you wouldn't call us. If you say you don't have anything to say, I bet you do. Call me up without a thing to talk about, and I'll, I'll show you how you have some... some uh, some things on your mind, culinarily speaking, that uh, the rest of us would find entertaining and informative. Call us, 260-6368. You don't need to have anything to talk about if you want to talk to us. <laughs> what, a, what an offer that is, 260-6368. Uh, I have two things just from the commercials that have been on uh, recently, just a few minutes ago. We had one from the New Orleans Opera. You know, the New Orleans Opera is one of the oldest opera companies in the world. And I think it is the oldest on the, uh, in the New World. Uh, been there, Western Hemisphere, that's close enough, same thing. And they, um, they have continued to be better and better and better here in New Orleans all the time. And they are having an opera uh, coming up soon. And if you're interested in this, and you ought to be, even if you've never been to an opera before, it, it's really amazing uh, how once you get fixed on what they're actually up there doing, you've got all these singers putting out a fantastic amount of sound. 
And we're not talking about any microphones or anything like that. They do it all with their own audible power. It's amazing. And the, 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 everything is right on the money. Uh, we are going to have the director of the hotel, I'm sure, of the, uh, ho- <laughs> the, uh, the director of uh, the opera, uh, Robert Lyle, and he uh, has a habit of showing up over here and talking about the upcoming opera. We do have one coming up, and it's a good, it's a funny one. Uh, it's, a, it's Mozart, and it's coming up uh, in the, within the next 10 days, I think. And uh, Robert Lyle will be here on, uh, I think he's here tomorrow. I think he's going to come over here tomorrow, and we're going to, either tomorrow or Thursday. And uh, give it a listen because he tells you everything that's going on in the opera, which is helpful if you don't speak Italian or German. Those are the two languages. that. But in this case, I think we're talking Italian. And uh, But I, I think you'll like it. Uh, the, only, the only complaint I can really uh, see as valid about the opera is that sometimes the operas are so long that you, even with a, an, uh, even with a, a, a break, in the middle of it, so you could get up and go to the bathroom and get a get another glass of champagne. Uh, it's, they they slow things down a little bit, and it it's the it takes up an afternoon, but it's a wonderful thing, and I think you'll like it, and I think you'll find yourself going to it often. We do. I mean, uh, my wife in particular got really interested in classical music. I think she's always had uh, an interest in that. But we started going to almost everything over at the LPO and the opera, too. You know, we, our, our city is blessed with an unusually good collection of uh, classical music and other uh, emana- emanating is not the word I want. Thank you. Uh, give me another word. Uh, it's, uh, uh, well, you know, next, we'll have it tomorrow. 260-6368. 260-6368. Call right now. You'll get right in. Uh, and we'd love to talk with you about food, about restaurants, cooking, and wine, and, and all of that. It's all up to you. And if you're looking for a good place to, uh, uh, to go in and have some dinner, uh, uh, call me. I'm not telling you that I'm the ultimate arbiter of taste or anything like that. I love restaurants. I've, all my adult life, I love going to restaurants. It's my hobby. It's also my way of making a living. And I will uh, be happy to, to include you in our, our little groupie here. Uh, but why not? 260-6368. Uh, over, let's see, was this yesterday or the day before? We had someone call in who uh, the week before that had gone to a restaurant called the uh, Italian Barrel. He called me up first, and he wanted to know if I thought it was a good place. And I told him, I think it's a pretty good place, but it's not nearly as good as its best customers seem to think it is. And their regular customers are really enthusiastic about the place. But all of the last few calls I've had about it over the last year or so, everybody loves it. So he went on that and returned and called us yesterday, and and he said it was terrific. So the Italian barrel means I'll have to go over there and check it out again, not that I mind. You are listening to The Food Show, and we will come back with more of it in a moment. But first, please, this. Mm-mm. Hello. Welcome back. You are listening to The Food Show. I'm glad you are. Thank you very much. Our number is 
1-888-668-5468. We'd love to hear from you about whatever it is you've been eating lately. Share it with us, would you? Thank you. Shall we uh, take a look at our cocktail of the day? This comes uh, from the Mr. Boston Official Bartender's Guide. Been a bunch of these put out over the years. This one has uh, 1,500 different recipes for cocktails. I'm going to pick one at random, as I usually do. This is good. This, I like the idea of this right off the bat. It's called the Apple Granny Crisp. That's the name of the cocktail. I wonder if you could actually get that if you went to a restaurant. Uh, you can tell them to look it up in this and, because they all have that. All the bartenders have this little red book. Anyway, uh, it starts off with one ounce of apple schnapps. Schnapps is kind of a liqueur, usually sweet, usually pretty alcoholic, but 40% is, is not uncommon. Uh, so it's got a kick to it. Uh, half an ounce of brandy. Uh, one half ounce of Irish cream liqueur, which is not one of my favorite ingredients, although a lot of people love it. And two scoops of vanilla ice cream. Wow, this is getting very interesting. Graham cracker crumbs. Would you believe I, uh, this, I'm a person who has both of those last two items always in my home? Vanilla ice cream and graham crackers. Uh, it's, it's, I, I love graham crackers. I think they're underrated. There's one variation on graham crackers lately. Um, it, I, maybe it's been around for a long time, but I don't remember it. It's sweetened mostly with honey, and and that's it. Uh, no no other sugars or nothing else like that, and it's delicious. Anyway, you combine all these ingredients, the schnapps, the brandy, the ice, ice cream, the Irish cream uh, liqueur, and the graham crackers and the uh, vanilla ice cream, and what you uh, and you, you you blend that in a blender until it's smooth, and then you pour it into parfait glasses, and you serve the whole thing topped with whipped cream and some cinnamon. That actually sounds good. It sounds more like a dessert than a drink, though, don't you think? Uh, still, it's called the Apple Granny Crisp, and the recipe for it comes from the Mr. Boston Official Bartender's Guide. And you will see, if you ever wander into a, a bar that has a, a really big uh, meta, uh, 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 bunch of uh, cocktails that it likes to serve, you will find uh, that they, can, they just whip out this, this book because it has all of these thousands of, of uh, cocktails. That's the one for today. Yeah, more like a dessert than like a, a you know, that, that r runs in pretty often. Uh, some, uh, like a, uh, oh gosh, uh, there's, there's a, a Brandy Alexander. That's a great example of it. Uh, it's, it's got a, a lot of alcohol in it. It's almost always served after dinner, uh, sometimes before dinner. Uh, but it's sweet and it's fluffy. And so uh, it, it can serve for a dessert if that's what you're after. But up, 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 2606368. Today it's, uh, it's a lasagna day. And I, I was uh, men I mentioned this before, and I never finished it. Uh, I, we were um, <clears throat> I was looking through a bunch of of different uh, pieces of information about lasagna, and whether it was somebody else's version of somebody else's original. And it seems that all along the Mediterranean, 
all, all of the countries in and out of the, the Mediterranean, they have something that's kind of like lasagna, and the, and the part of it that is most copied is the layered quality of it. So you have various kinds of, 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 of uh, carbohydrates, basically, pasta, rice, you know, whatever you're using, bread, and, and other things in between, a sauce, a red sauce usually for, uh, for lasagna, but who knows, you know? Uh, if you go to um, or eat in a, a restaurant that does Greek food, you will find that a lot of Greek dishes are layered out. And uh, that's also true of dishes in France and di- dishes from uh, even in the Middle Eastern countries. Uh, you see a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of layers. And, of course, lasagna is all about layering. In fact, the recipe I have says, okay, now, a little bit of sauce, a little bit of meat, a little bit of pasta, and then you just kind of build it up, and then you bake it in the oven for a while. The most expensive aspect of making and serving and ordering, for that matter, lasagna is that it's expensive. And the reason it's expensive is that cheese is the most expensive part of lasagna, without a doubt. And if you... and if you were ever to find one, a version of it that you thought was really, really good, really a great lasagna, uh, I can tell you how to tell whether it really is or not, and that is taste it for the amount of cheese in it. If it doesn't have a lot of cheese in it, it's probably not going to be very good. It, the ones that have a lot of cheese, these are from chefs who know that that is going to be part of the program. And they just really lay it on. I mean, they, they pile up the cheese, and that's what makes the difference. At this, uh, I did, and I see there's somebody uh, holding on uh, on the green phone here. It's Ricky. Ricky, welcome to the food show. Hi there. All right. Ah, take your time. We have l- nothing but time. Yeah. Okay, uh, you've wandered into something that I consider myself an expert on. You have three ingredients. You have self-rising flour. You have buttermilk, if, if you do it my way, anyhow. Buttermilk. And let's see. No, I think that's it. That's all you want to... Well, what am I forgetting? I'm, there's, there's something I'm leaving out of this. Uh, we'll get to it in a second. But you, uh, the, the, by the way, in, in case you, you missed some of this, the, the recipe is on my website. If you go to nomenu.com, you click on recipes, there'll be two indexes there. That one will be under biscuit. And, and it's, all, it's right there. But anyway, uh, you, uh, here's what you don't put in it. I don't like baking soda or baking powder because they both go bad after a while, and then you, you don't know whether it has a kick to it or not. So I don't like to use that. I like getting self-rising flour, and, and that makes a big difference. If you can get the kind that comes from white lily, white lily is a southern uh, wheat making and pasta and everything else you know, made with, with wheat, but... Uh, it makes they make flour, but it is specifically in a, a southern style, 
and, and biscuits are right in the middle of that, and it gives you this wonderful fluffy biscuit. So anyway, oh, butter, that's the, uh, that's the thing I was leaving out, butter. So the quantities, four cups of self-rising flour, uh, six tablespoons, which and they're marked on the on the uh, uh, on the on the what what am I trying to say here? It's uh, on the on the butter the butter package. No, the butter package, and uh, and you cut off six lengths of it and then cut it into chunks and throw it in there and then take your mixer or you can do it with a hand whisk and just keep whisking it around until it. You don't see any actual pieces of flour anymore. You might see little BBs here and there, but not, not enough to worry about. Then you add the, uh, the buttermilk last, and the quantity for what we've started off with would be about a cup and a half. And you take, uh, once again, uh, you get a, a, a spatula this time, a flat spatula, spatula, and you, you get the milk into the flour mixture by that way, you just keep stirring it around, but you don't overdo it because uh, as soon as it's all nice and wet, and you might need to add a little more buttermilk. If you see that it's kind of falling apart into big crumbs, you probably need some more buttermilk and put it in there. You don't want it to be sloppy and messy uh, and sticky either. You, you, you want to get a, a certain perfect amount. The way I do that is by regulating the amount of buttermilk in there. I, I'm always adding a little more at the end. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees. Put them in there. When they're brown on the outside, they're done. And then you can put butter on them, but you don't need to. It's the, they're really good all by themselves. And that's 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 my approach. It's it's nothing to it. My daughter has been doing it since she's about six years old. Uh, she can do it all, all by herself, <laughs> but she's a pretty good. She's a pretty good baker, though. She's uh, nowadays. She's all grown up now. Yeah, four cups self-rising flour, six tablespoons of butter, cut into chunks, little little tiny pieces, and then you whisk it in, and then you add the buttermilk, a uh, cup and a half to start with, and then take your your spatula. You, after you stir the butter into the uh, into the flour, don't use that anymore to stir it. Uh, to, to stir it because then you're going to start making the flours start crumping up on you, and and you lose the tenderness of it. Uh, use a spatula and just add a little more buttermilk at a time uh, until it's you know the. You don't want any dry pieces at all, but you don't want everything to be soaked either. So you have to be careful. And it, it takes typically about 14 minutes, I find, to, to get to, uh, to the right amount of uh, baking. But, you know, check it out and take a look inside every five minutes or so and see where it's at. Yeah, it's easy enough. Once you get the hang of it, it's not much of a hang either. Call me up and tell me how it came out. I haven't made a batch of those in a while. My daughter, as I say, usually makes them for us. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And and and, and it, that's right. And as you're doing this, you kind of scrape the inside of the bowl where you, I didn't mention what kind of bowl you were using, but it ought to be a big bowl. And then you just scrape the uh, the inside of the bowl and then kind of toss it into the into the flour mixture. And then again, I tell you, keep you know a little bit of 
more buttermilk, and sooner or later you get at the right amount. Well, enjoy. Call me and tell me how it came out. Well, we'll see. Yeah, well, good. Thank you. All right, then, is correct. That is the official sign-off for uh, calls to our program. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, the, the lady who did that, uh, she has long since passed away, but her name was Lucy, and she was very nice. I never met her. I don't think I did anyway. And uh, she used to, she'd call up and she'd say, you know, I was wondering about what, if you were to take some grapes and da 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 you know, whatever it was that day. She would take no more than a minute to tell me what she was asking me. And then I would say, okay, well, where you want to go is down the street and, and get their bread and then go up the street a little more and you can get the Italian sausage there and you know, whatever it is. And uh, she said, okay, uh, well, all right then. And then she would just go away. She didn't even say goodbye, just, all right, then. So that's the official sign-off uh, on our program. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm thinking about some of the other possible uh, uses for that idea, but <laughs> thank you. See you later. It's the Food Show. That's Ricky. Would love to hear from you, too. Why not, you know? Uh, try cooking at home a little more. We've been doing that at our house, uh, and it's mainly because my wife has been pushing that. Uh, she thinks we all ought to be eating a certain way, and I, I usually go along with almost everything she says, although she might be laughing at that right now, but I really try to. And lately, and I've told you about this, so I'm going to make it quick. She has been making these little omelets, they're, they're much smaller than you would get if you went to a restaurant and you ordered an omelet. On the other hand, first thing in the morning, it's about the exact right amount. And she usually has more vegetable matter in there than anything like ham or cheese or anything like that. She puts a little bit of that, but celery and green beans cut up and asparagus if we have it. And just all that goes in there and she makes an omelet out of it, puts it on a plate. And I squirt a little Tabasco on it. And that's a great way to start a day. It seems to me yes. that it, uh, a regular omelet should be called an om, and a very small <laughs> omelet should be called an omelet, meaning well, small. And, and that's, a, that's a good point. I never thought about that. I've often uh, uh, tussled with uh, the question of should it be omelet, O-M-E-L-A-T-T-L-I. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. we could do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I wanted to, you know. O-M-E-L-E-T-T-E. I know you're celebrating the lasagna today. And, yes. And I wanted to make a correction here that oh? it is international lasagna oh, day. Oh, it's, yeah. In every I, country in the mm. world and in some places in Antarctica also. But if mm. you want to celebrate something else today, we have a oh. couple of more things, like it's National Puzzle Day. Puzzle day. Why it not? is. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm completely at a loss to know what the answer is. A puzzle. Any kind of a puzzle. It doesn't matter yeah, what kind what of a puzzle, puzzle it is. It's puzzling. <laughs> Do you solve Anything it? Anything puzzling. Or, or, you celebrate today. If it puzzles you, you celebrate it. That's what today's all about. Now, yeah. another thing is you. we have a national plan your vacation day. Good time to start oh, right don't, now. Please don't tell my wife that. Because we already <laughs> have. Right now. Things that we are coming up the pipe, we have three really big ones. 
<laughs> well, but my, my wife start my, planning now. My wife loves to travel. Uh huh. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. 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 One more. Yeah. One more. It's mm-hmm. National Corn Chip Day. Now, we're not talking about corn chips. Corn oh, chip chips. Day. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yes. No, not that kind of chips. Uh, the kind that you eat with milk and sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, uh, I don't remember that corn had that function. Yeah. But I guess corn well, chips, I, yes. Yeah. Corn chips, mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to tortilla chips, we don't count that today mm-hmm. at all yeah. but corn chips so we have like a plethora of things to celebrate today yeah. and internationally we will celebrate lasagna and i can mm-hmm. remember the last lasagna i had was squirrel lasagna really who yes. arranged that for you i it was it was home cooked with um with squirrel and <laughs> you had to take little bones out of your mouth mm. remember that but it was very good hmm. lots of cheese yeah, I, I would imagine uh, there's there's a, a dish. It's more in the um, mid, not in the Middle East, in in uh, the Northeast, and in New England, it's called Brunswick stew, and it's a stew made kind of like a beef stew, but made with uh, with squirrel meat. Brunswick stew. Huh? Brunswick stew, and the only reason I know that is that I used to be uh, a member of an organization called the New Orleans. No, wait, it wasn't the New Orleans. Anything, it was the uh, a, a national uh, club for people who were food writers and who were who had uh, food uh, cooking schools and things like that. So, in other words, they were in the food business, but they were not in the restaurant business. And I became a member of that. And uh, they required that I take a test to see that I actually knew anything. And uh, thank goodness I passed the test. But uh, one of the questions was, what is the main ingredient in Brunswick stew? And I, I knew what the answer to that was. That's kind of a puzzle like Welsh rarebit. Well, yeah, right. It's not made with Welshes or rabbits. Uh, yeah, I know that. But, <laughs> you know, I, know, I haven't a clue as what, what is in there. <clears throat> Yeah. Stuff, I would imagine. A whole lot of stuff. Uh, a, a huge amount of stuff. Yeah. That's right. Well, all right. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Nice to be here with you uh, talking about food and restaurants. And if you would like to uh, step up and shake my hand, and I'll shake it right back at you, and talk about food in general, or talk about anything, really. I, I, we don't set the g- agenda for what we're going to talk about. But we're doing an Eat Club dinner this Saturday. It is the third in a series of dinners that we are doing at the Roosevelt Hotel. The Roosevelt Hotel is 125 years old this year, and they're making a big fuss over it. And our radio stations, our master radio station over double, uh, right next door to us is WWL Radio, and they broadcast from the Roosevelt Hotel for many years. That's where they were headquartered, and that's where they did everything. Anyway, they, uh, they're taking that into account, too. And so this is kind of a spinoff of WWL, this radio station is. Uh, well, that's, you know, we figure we're part of the family, certainly enough. And uh, we have been doing these special uh, evenings that begin with my doing this program that you're listening to right now. Uh, you can come by and watch me do that if that's of interest to you. I, I think that's a real snore. But uh, then after the program is over, we have a few cocktails. Well, not, not more than one per person, of course. Well, you can get whatever you want. And uh, we have a dinner after that. And there's live music 
I mean, some really good jazz musicians. And that is this Friday. Call the Roosevelt Hotel and tell them you want the, the restaurant, the Eat Club uh, restaurant uh, information, and they can take your reservation there, too. Hope to see you. More of the Food Show comes after we check the news from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.